Hello and welcome to The Worst Movie Ever Made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman, joined by my co-hosts and fellow mad scientist Rob Scucci and Bob Hasek. Hey guys, how are you? And why are we doing this? Doing fantastic because I found out why I know the oddly specific dog look um, that we talked about um, when yeah. we were talking about a last airbender. My parents yeah. started rescuing dogs when we all moved out. So like there was a dog Jade that they adopted. And like every time I went to like scratch my ear, that dog would make the face that kid made the whole movie. So I got uh, to the bottom of why I know that oddly specific um, animal abuse uh, fact. Uh, um, uh. And, and I know that like I'm my hands are clean. It's good. It's great. <laughs> I didn't like black out in my in my teen years and like beat a bunch of dogs to like know that look. It just my, my parents started adopting dogs after I moved out. <clears throat> well, we we're, we're all glad you clarified so that we don't have to hate you anymore. I'm so happy with myself. <laughs> well, not, we, we don't hate you for that, at least. Yeah, I'll, I'll answer <laughs> yeah. the question. I'll answer the why are we doing this? Uh, and it's all because of Rob. He he said okay. this movie existed and we had to watch it. It's true. Yeah. And I think I think we all had the same like we're we're gonna find out throughout the episode, but like I think we all had like a moment where like this is pretty cool, this is pretty good, and then like it gets to one moment and you're just like, oh fuck this movie, <laughs> and then it all just goes yeah, to shit. It was kind of, for me. It was like yeah, you know, this isn't half bad. Like if they yeah. touch some of this stuff up, if they if the the script was a little better, um, you know, I was starting to doubt myself. Shooting. Yeah. Yeah, if they weren't trying to shoot it so interestingly by like putting it yeah. through like ladder rungs here and there and like you know what I mean, trying to get a yeah. little technical with the shooting and stuff like that. I feel like there yeah. was a good movie in there somewhere, but they definitely, sure. definitely screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh why don't we go to bad reviews to hear from uh, uh critics on, on what they thought? Because Let's do it. Um, at the end of the day, we're not actually movie critics. I mean we are now, kind of, if you think about I it. I mean they are. You know, we're, all, we're almost there. Once we Believe get in yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm hopping uh, over and I'm hoping that Bob will stay with us. This is uh, Rolling Stone. Peter Travers gave it a 38 on Metacritic. By the end, Vantage Point is such an unholy mess of drooling sediment and floppy loose ends <laughs> that you'll hate yourself for being suckered in. Fair. Wow. Hey, Bob, go ahead. I just said, wow. Yeah. Um, Both that I'm still here and that review. <laughs> well, I uh, I wowed at the being suckered in because uh, I was wondering, is that what we were talking about? Like halfway through when you're like, hmm, I wonder what happens. And then they yeah. ruin all the tension in a yep. move that I'll tell you about soon that I know you guys already know. Uh, yep. The Washington Post, John Anderson gave it a 30. He says, although it was held back by the studio for about a year. Someone apparently came to the inevitable conclusion that no amount of ripening time was going to help this gimmicky and ultimately harebrained movie. Okay. And I have one more. Sure. Nice short one. Uh, Variety's Justin Cheng gave it a 10. He said, a 23-minute movie dragged out via some narrative gimmickry to a punishing hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you, how do you like those? I agree, and it's kind of in line with my YouTube comments. So I think... We're all oh, on the same okay. page. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we throw it directly to those YouTube comments? Okay. So uh, the first first comment: uh, This trailer, like any other, makes it look like a brainless action movie. It's not. This movie has such a great plot structure and character development. Uh, next one: This is actually a great movie. So many people complain about too many points of view, 
but it's really, really good. So underrated. Also, one of my favorite trailers of all time. I didn't know people had favorite trailers, but um, <laughs> and then finally, this was an amazing movie. I recommend it to anyone who loves this type of genre. The whole there's too many points of view thing is just mindless complaining. And I just want to jump in here and, and just say this. If if a lot of people are saying something. It's yeah. probably true. Um, it reminds me of a Reddit post. Someone yes. did ask Reddit and they're like, hey, people that honk like the second the light turns green. Um, wh- what are you trying to gain from that? And this is the first time I agreed with like the, like the toxic hive mind that is Reddit where everybody's okay. like, well, if you're always in the front of the line and people are always honking at you when it turns green, maybe you're not paying attention. Ah, that's a, Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, there's a reason things, there's a reason things are put a certain way and things because it is a certain way. So I agree with, um, the opposite of what the people on the comments said. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. It's kind of that, um, you know, if a lot of people call you an asshole, then you are an asshole kind of yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I forget where that's from. I feel like. If, if everybody's an asshole, then you're the asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's do test number one anyway. And it's the uh, worst of its kind. How's sure. that sound? I like it. Is this film the best of the worst or the worst of its kind? Woo. Phone booth with Colin Farrell. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I don't even know what that is, and I hate it. <laughs> well, it got a seventy-two surprisingly. Yeah, I read a lot about that one, but I don't. I, I didn't hear anything good. Well, it has the spawn effect of like not enough scenery. You know, it all happens around that particular phone booth, and I think they might yeah. put away from it to you know, the police van or something, who knows a couple of times, but it's, it's just, um, kind of boring for me. Uh, panic room with Jodie Foster. Got a 76. That one's better. I just think of the Gene Shallot thing on family guy. Don't panic. (laughs) room. I'm not going to William hurt you. Continue. Who was in this movie? Yeah. Yes. How about a small community? Yeah. Deja Vu with Denzel. Uh, I thought it would do better than a 56, but I've never seen that. Yeah, me either. Me neither. I guess I just thought because it's Denzel, but he does. This have is a whole, movies. just like um, End of Watch, this is a whole like genre that I, I just think that we just aren't probably a fan of, generally speaking. Mm. Like the whole I mean, kind of like vibe they're going for. Yeah, we haven't had anything breach in 80 yet, and we have Colin Farrell, Jodie Foster, Denzel Washington, and next, Bruce Willis in Tears of the Sun with a 33. Okay. Also, have not seen that. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell that is. I think it's an army movie. Um, My friend Sean Sean Barton, uh, I think think dug that movie, but I never ended up watching it. So, hey, Sean, what's up? Um, But yeah, I got a a 33, which is not good. Yeah. Oh, no. And finally, after all of these um, Oscar nominees, some Oscar winners, um, we Mm -hmm. we keep the trend going with our final movie and uh, Shia LaBeouf (laughs) in Disturbia, (laughs) which actually got a 69, which is a lot better than Bruce Willis's attempt in this first test, uh, giving us an average of 61.2. You guys want to guess what vantage point came in with? 15. (laughs) I would say 50. Uh, while you guys just about split it, it's at 34%. All right. 
So, wow. yeah, it didn't it didn't do well uh, with Rotten Tomatoes, which gives it a negative yeah. twenty seven point two. But it's not the worst of its kind. That's Tears okay. of the Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. So. Okay. Good on you, Bruce. Uh, why don't we throw it to Bob Hasick, who will be doing our second test this week, the uh, Bob Pitch. The worst movie ever made presents the latest in cutting-edge artificial intelligence technology. The Bob Fantastic. Nice. So much better than Mr. Roboto. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was excellent. That was so good. Oh, yeah. Terminator, okay, always. So what we're doing here is we we decided to uh, take some key elements uh, that, that like keywords that a, uh, a plot pitch might normally have and throw it to AI and see what kind of story they could drum up. And this one, All the right. working title of this is called The Ribbed Camcorder. <laughs> By Anonymous Bosch. Nice. Okay. Story goes as such. Quaid Dennis looked at the ribbed camcorder in his hands and felt shocked. He walked over to the window and reflected on his orange surroundings. He had always hated crowded Macablaca. <laughs> Spain. I swear. Did I say that right? Yeah. Macablaca. Okay. Spain. With its horrible, heavy human ocean. <laughs> it was a place that encouraged his tendency to feel shocked. Then he saw something in the distance, or rather someone. It was the figure of Whitaker Forrest. Whitaker was the sinister tourist with a red chest and charming <laughs> and and charming thighs. <laughs> you could tell you could tell he did not read this yet. Quaid gulped. He glanced at his own reflection. He was noble, weak, wholesome milk drinker with <laughs> Handsome chest and greasy thighs. What is up thighs? Okay. His, his friend saw him as a dirty, dark do-gooder. Once, he'd even helped a dangerous Anna girl cross the road. <laughs> but not even a noble person who had once helped a dangerous Anna girl cross the road was prepared for what Whitaker had in store today. The sun shone like recording humans, making Quaid hesitant. As Quaid stepped outside and Whitaker came closer... He could see, oh, I can't read this word, a xan, xanthococcus glint in his eye. Sure. Oh, <laughs> I think it was supposed to say t- terror caucus. Okay. Xanthocarpus. I am here because I want answers, Whitaker bellowed in a clumsy tone. He slammed his fist against Quaid's chest. With the force of 1,084 more humans. I friggin' love you, Quaid Dennis. Quaid looked back, even more hesitant and still fingering the ribbed camcorder. Whitaker, show me your home video, he replied. They looked at each other with disturbed feeling. Like two bad big birds sprinting in a very admirable terror caucus, which had Spanish music. There it is which had Spanish music playing in the background and two peculiar uncles jogging to the beat. (laughs) Suddenly, we're getting close to the end. Suddenly, Whitaker lunged forward and tried to punch Quaid in the face. Quickly, Quaid grabbed the ribbed camcorder and brought it down to Whitaker's skull. Sorry, on Whitaker's skull. (laughs) It sounds like the uh, arena. 
Whitaker's red chest trembled and his charming thighs wobbled. He looked elated, <laughs> his body raw like a tight tiny the president. <laughs> let me let me reread that. His body raw like a tight tiny the president. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then he let out an agonishing groan and collapsed onto the ground. Moments later, Whitaker Forrest was dead. Quade Dennis went back inside and made himself a nice drink of wholesome milk. The end. Wow. Who decided that um, that thighs were a key element to this movie? <laughs> was that last week also? I feel like it was. Yeah. Um, I, I put in thighs. I, uh, I felt like the structure for this um, AI was pretty similar to last week. Yeah. It sounded like so. We'll we'll have to do some shopping, but I still thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Even if we did this <laughs> same AI generator every week, I think it would still uh, have me laughing. But yeah, um, <laughs> if we're still laughing this hard, it's 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 working. If we're still laughing. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the real question is, would you guys make that? Yes, absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. This time, de- definitely, a hundred. Wow. Wow. Okay. Great. Uh, and then, how about a star grade? I will give that. Mm, I'm saying three and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say four. So, wow, three seven five. Okay, sweet. Yep. All right. Let me jot that down because I never know uh, beforehand. No, no, and three seven five. Sweet. Cool. Okay, we have our um, <clears throat> result for that awesome new test that we have going. Uh, we will now move it to test number three, the worst dialogue. Cool. The worst movie ever made presents the worst dialogue ever made. All right. All right. Starting with uh, Howard, who is uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. Mm-hmm. Well, not really starting with him because it's his wife's voicemail when he calls. I don't know if you guys caught this, but it's incredibly fast. It's just, hi, leave a message. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever heard anyone's voicemail? So I, maybe, but uh, not realistic to me. No, I've normally there's something I, I, I when I when I work for the payroll company, I, the, I've had I don't check my voicemail, so don't leave one. I've had that. I've had yeah. people leave their name or their availability, but I've never heard just like, hi, leave a message. Yeah. Yeah. Back when answering machines were the, were the norm, that was uh, people try to be funny with their machine, but never something so, so to the point. Yeah. No, it, it makes you sound um, cold and uninviting. So, I mean, yeah. maybe you don't want anybody to leave a message, but you probably don't want people to think of you that way. Yeah, it could be her character sketch because he did walk out. Yeah, that's oh, true. true. Ooh, again, um, I feel like we say this is a, a bingo card moment, but that's giving them too much credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, right, that's fair. Let's throw it to our first clip at number nine. This is unusual, but um, we, we clipped this one out pretty good. Uh, so we're going to our first with Quaidentials. Kevin, you got it? Yeah. This was only last year. I can't believe he's back already. 
You know, if we're the only ones who have this... No, he won't talk. I mean, a year ago, we had Hill, we had that guy who saved Reagan. All of them. It was a total hero piece. Barnes wanted nothing to do with it. Oh, that was it. Look, it's a shame. It would have made a great side story, but we've no time to work it in. That was then. This is now. Okay, guys? We've got our story. Okay, few graphics. Camera five, give me a single. Okay, here's Three, four, get ready at the podium. Three, go wide. Four, you're in close. I'm going to start with the leaders and end with the mayor. Thank you so much for Good. Now, three, pull back. This is yes. a Camera six, get ready. We're coming to you. Good. That's good. Two, give me crowds. Number five, give me something else something to work with. That's good. Andrew, when this is over, I want a 15-second fill, something to wrap it up. Keep it simple. You mean dumb it down? Get off it, Angie. Come on. Oh, she's not Therefore, I offer you my city, my Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to extend it. Really, what uh, I wanted there was... Dennis Quaid is super humble. Dennis Quaid mm -hmm. is super traumatized. Dennis Quaid is super good at his job. Yeah. All in 12 seconds. But then I really liked Sigourney Weaver, like directing traffic in the mm -hmm. control room. Thought that yeah. the dialogue was um, cheap and not exactly believable. I'm sure that they set up their camera crews like that and there is somebody calling the yeah. shots, but it's probably a more concerted effort by a team rather than one person just shouting out jargon yeah yeah for yeah. sure you tell them it's like just just the, the the media team it's it's basically they're given like a, a list of dailies or shots they're supposed to get and they just kind of stay put yeah right? yeah exactly yeah i mean it being a live broadcast in a different country maybe they had a, a bit of a skeleton crew but to go back to your original point chris i mean it, it was uh it what i wouldn't call it lazy exposition i'd call it cheesy exposition mm -hmm. yeah like, like, just like, did you ever hear about Dennis Quaid? Oh, you mean is he the guy that did the president? And then, yeah, it just, it was lazy. Yeah, right. And yeah, definitely corny. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, th here's another quick one at number eight. Um, Anna, the little girl, Anna girl. Mm -hmm. uh, she's in the road, or no, she's not in the road. She, she's looking for her mother. Like after they explode, yeah. she's like, Mama. Mama, <laughs> screaming. And then Howard sees that she's alone, and he comes over, and he's like, Anna. Anna, Anna, yeah. where's your mom? <laughs> he says, where's your mother? It's like, she was just screaming for her mother. You think she knows where she is? <laughs> Thanks for identifying the problem, Jackass. <laughs> yeah. In case the audience didn't pick up yeah. on that. Uh, <clears throat> hey, let's toss it to another clip. This is normal. Sure. Uh, number seven. This one's called Kaboom. Mr. President. I'm in. Tell them to stand down. Sir, we have to respond. Bombing a camp in Morocco will blow this summit out of the water. That is exactly what the people behind this want me to do. Mr. President, we have to act strong. No, we have to be strong. They sent us a warning because they want us to react. They know our playbook. They're banking on us doing what we always do. We will hit back. We have the world's sympathy right now. Let's honor that. Let's finish what we came here to do. Okay, copy that. Sir, everything is being prepared to transport the president. All right, that's it. We need to get the president to Air Force One right now. I'm done hiding, Phil. This is the president. Is my wife there? We have to be better than this. Sir. Yes, sir. The president is safe. Yeah, get Air Force One ready. Okay. To the chopper. We gotta get it's out me. of here. It's me. We're waiting emergency evac. We just had a... No, we're emergency. fine here. We're, we're safe. Politicians are never that, like, transparent and awesome. 
No, for <laughs> so sure. Yeah, I love the um, casual mention of like how bombing a town in Morocco would like ruin the reason why they're there. Um, yeah. And that that's our playbook. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't you think they know the body double playbook then if they know you that well? And yeah, um, the whole like, <clears throat> where was I going to bring this? Um, he He's like, what? Let's finish what the reason why we're here, right? He's like, let's let's do the thing. Do yeah. either of you know what the thing is? To make a speech about peace, yeah. and then get blown up. I don't. Yeah, I I, I I thought during that scene that I must have missed something, but it was it was yeah. very. This is the second instance now of rushed characterization. Like, let's explain this uh-huh. person's entire mm-hmm. moral compass in three quick lines. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, Rob, very unrealistic. Yeah. Super. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm glad you guys agree. But yeah, I just I realized that I had no idea why they were in Spain in the first place. I saw the like really cheesy like, you know, those uh, like what do you call those circles with like the line through? It's like anti and it has the USA symbol in between. And, yeah. you know, like stop the bloodshed or whatever. I, I don't really. I get that. I, I just don't understand why they're there. They never explain it, I, at yeah. least not well enough for me to understand. Um, in the ambulance, uh, after the crash, uh, yeah. Barnes, that's Quaid's character, opens the back door to the mm-hmm. ambulance, and he shoots the terrorist guy who had his last, like, you know, cliche revival moment. Yeah. Um, and then he sees that the president's laying, like, face down. He's like, he goes, my God. Mr. President? And then the president goes, uh, what? Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't seen him yet. Yeah. Has no idea who, it, you know, it, it just read to me as totally false. Yeah, he heard the voice of courage, and he just knew the, the, the hair on his neck stood up, but he knew it was Barnes. It must be Thomas. Yeah, and then they fade out right before the kissing scene. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, that transitions nicely to number five, where the president says, um, this is towards the beginning when he sees Thomas Barnes on the, on the TV with his double, he says, is that Thomas? I thought that he was inactive. Why isn't he with me? And then Phil, the guy from the clip before is like, we needed someone to sell the double. (laughs) That's the explanation for why Thomas Barnes was on the double detail instead of the president's detail. Um, and a glaring contradiction Yes, because Barnes has, he, he looked at a news screen and he saw like his buddy loading the ambulance with guns like on a split second. Like He has attention to detail. Like, yeah. You think even if the double was like an almost identical twin, he would probably have noticed. Like, oh, he doesn't have that mole over his like left eyebrow or Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, he was in the car with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he had to know that he was on double detail, which means that he had to know that they didn't put him with the actual president. Yeah. Which means that he had to know that they are questioning whether or not he yeah. has too much trauma to be mm-hmm. on president detail. It just kind of unravels the entire um, thing when you find out. this. Yeah. Okay, so let's just do this now because we're here. And yeah. uh, this is this is a um, catch-all moment, but... Mm-hmm. It, did you feel like the minute that you found out that the president was actually a double 
it, for the speech that it ruined like pretty much all the tension. That's when I left the theater because it doesn't matter if it's the president's double or the president in the hijacked EMT. Like it, it's a yeah. moot point. Like the same outcome is going to occur either way. Right. We had already had the I thought that the the best thing that the movie had going for it was that the American president died. Yeah. At the beginning, because that is not something you see happen in movies very often. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. they went there. They did that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you find out there was a body double for no good purpose, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. other than to establish that the terrorist organization is smarter than we think they are. Yeah. But they lose. But they lose anyway. Yep. So. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it cut half of the tension out and then I was, I was totally bummed. And that's part of the reason why I lost um, all of the minor interest I had in it to begin with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number four, Barnes says as he's um, chasing, I think it was Jake from lost. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Michael Fox. No. Is it Michael Fox? Something Fox. Something Fox. Yeah. Something Fox. Let's go with that. Mr. Fox. He's chasing the Fox. And uh, this is just after he found out that the Fox has gone um, and betrayed the American government to help the terrorists, which they don't explain at all what his motivation is. And Barnes says over to control, or no, not to control, to somebody, to somebody else. He says, Agent Taylor has gone rogue. Control is compromised. Mm Mm-hmm. Thought that was super, super corny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who's he talking to? If control is compromised, he's just like sending it over the airwaves to who? Other The yeah. other couple agents who might still be alive in yeah. Malakala, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another clip here at number three. Yeah. This one's called Step Ahead. Real quick one. The beauty of American arrogance is that they cannot imagine a world where they're not a step ahead. Lame. <laughs> you know what? You know what I miss about the Cold War? What? <clears throat> like, just Russian villains in movies were so badass. And then I think ever since like there stopped being a Cold War, um, there stopped being like Russian villains, and the <laughs> villains that aren't Russian are just lame. Yeah, they tend to be. Yeah, there's there's no clear cut good bad like there used to be. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying you know they're not bad. I guess I'm just saying it's 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 hard to know where their motivation is. Like like you said, Chris. Yeah. Like right. do we even know what we're what we're fighting for. No, we really don't. It, no. it it does it like kind of ruins the whole narrative for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Throwing it to number two. This is the president after he was rescued. Uh, the very end, yeah. he turns to uh, Mr. Barnes because it, it, this reminds me of Sorcerer's Apprentice, and I know we did this again mm-hmm. recently. Oh, uh, end of watch. <clears throat> yeah, very similar. It just shows that there was no character development when the movie culminates in a scene like the president saying to Thomas or to Mr. Uh, Barnes, "Thank you, Thomas," and then Barnes says back, "You're welcome, sir." Yeah. Yeah, that was super lame. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like I like the momentum of the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was emotional enough that they didn't have to have the words to say, which reminds me of End of Watch again. Now, like you were my brother. 
It's yeah. just yeah. they don't know how to finish it. They told the story they wanted to tell. They didn't develop the relationship at all. Mm-hmm. The president just says, oh, is that Thomas calling him by his first name? Yeah. And then they like have a little meeting in the ambulance two minutes before this. Mm-hmm. And that's the most they can muster. It, yeah. it just seems like they they were trying to pull at your heartstrings and but there's, yeah. there's, there's no there's no lead like there's nothing to, to hold on to yeah it was so yeah. impersonal because at the end of the day the, it, he's just it's just work yeah yeah it's his job yeah, to exactly. protect the president and it's the president's job to be the president and it's you know it's like it's impersonal it's not um there's yeah, no heartstrings to be pulled at thank you you're welcome is what you say to the cashier that's what yeah. they said to each other at the end of the movie I would have even taken like a corny, like all in the line of duty, sir. Like anything. Yeah, something anything. Yeah. I just want to feel something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In general, I'm not talking about the movie. I just well want to feel something. Well, hey Rob, maybe clip uh, number one, the the worst exchange of dialogue in this movie. We'll do it for you after our incredible drum roll. What war? I trusted you, you son of a bitch! Who's got POTUS? You're too late, Tom. Why the fuck did you do this? You can't stop this. You'll never stop it. This war... will never end. What have you done? Who's got the president? Ken! Awful. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dial by number. Um, yeah. Color by number. Whatever the expression is. Mm. This war will never end. I, I. That's why I entitled it What War? What war are yeah. we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what war? You know, are we supposed to be afraid that the war is never going to end? That, yeah. That is unnamed? Undisclosed, undefined war. <laughs> right. Yep. That's that is actually terrifying if, if that's happening because <laughs> totally, um, you know, underground. Uh, I had no idea. Maybe it's happening uh, upstairs. I'm in the basement. Yeah. It could be, for all I know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that that is um, the perfect distillation of the issue of this movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, the actors don't care because the scriptwriters don't care because their director, uh, Peter Kravitz, Pete Kravitz, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't have much work, um, didn't seem to care. I don't know. Uh, so why should we? Yeah. Yep. Test number four, the worst acting. Number four, the worst acting. Naturally, we'd use the Catwoman thing for this run. Yeah. If I seemed a little distracted during that last piece, um, my son, my one-year-old son, shit himself awake, and oh, uh, Stacy was trying to do damage control. <laughs> 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 so that out of the way, I'll be a little more focused on this round. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, shit yeah. happens, as they yeah, say. Yeah, literally, quite literally. That's why we're talking about vantage point. <laughs> uh, this clip is called "Why Say Freeze." 
Yeah. You know we had to include the rewind music that we heard yeah. seven <laughs> times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, kids are never great, but honestly, the point of that is um, who says freeze? Because when we see it yeah. again later, I'm pretty sure that there is nobody who screams freeze. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't, isn't the cop guy who's like actually turns out to be a good guy that we thought was like kind of body. Isn't he shot by like people he knows that are um, like blackmailing him? It's almost better not to identify yourself, I guess. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that it, we're led to believe that it's like like the FBI agents or the police that shoot him because yeah. they scream freeze. That's the you, you wouldn't say that if you're like um, a terrorist. Ah, yeah, good yeah. point. <clears throat> um, also, the other point is that if it was a police officer or an FBI agent, why bother screaming freeze if you're just shooting? Because there is like yeah. a split second between when they yell freeze and when they shoot. What's the point of yelling freeze? If he freezes, mm-hmm. I guess you have an easier target. But the point of yelling freeze is like you now have a chance to stop what you're doing and um, give us an opportunity to arrest you. Yeah. So you don't just start shooting. Yeah. But all of that is null and void if it's actually terrorists who shoot him, which we know uh, to mm-hmm. be true. And my my. The point is that they never even say freeze later in the movie. I don't believe I'm like okay. 97% sure that they don't yell freeze at the end. Now no, I'm down. Myself, but just... why would they? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Clip number two, rendezvous. See why for um, Mr. Fox does not end up with a like a huge movie career after this one. Um, I I just felt like he didn't sell that at all. Not at all. Not for me anyway. Um, And I love that there was like three independent shits. Mm -hmm. Shit. Yeah. And then Dennis Quaid is like shit. And then it goes right back to. The, the guy from Lost, it's like shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, we got one more clip uh, for worst acting. Then we're going to move it on to your battery drop. Uh, let's cool. finish this uh, test up with resolution. I guess. <laughs> Are you injured? Yeah. That's not important. Agent Thomas Barnes. POTUS is in hand. I repeat, POTUS is in hand. We need to pick up seven blocks east of the plaza. Gracias. Gracias. No hay problema. Gracias, Alexis. 
Dios, Dios. Sorry, but if if the terrorists know all your doings and your actions, and you're, you're, you've been compromised by someone who was suddenly revealed to be a traitor, and then you find the president after all that, they knew about the body double. Would you say his location over your communication system? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> that that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. <sighs> yeah. And, and back to what Chris said, who's he talking to? Like I don't even know who's left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's um, leaving a voicemail to Forrest Whitaker's wife. <laughs> oh, how about, Rob, I can't believe you didn't say anything about that that Spanish guitar that came in right when he answered the phone. I <laughs> definitely yeah. thought he Good would. Point. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> uh, I I just think it's a totally unrealistic uh, wrap up. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that Dennis Quaid did a very good job of selling um, his exhaustion, his relief, <laughs> kind of just delivered the lines with a, <laughs> a little bit of, um, I don't know, something, something unidentifiable. Yeah. And then uh, the woman whose daughter was just saved mm-hmm. uh, from being slammed into by an ambulance yeah, says to Forrest Whitaker something in Spanish, but uh, whatever it was, it wasn't enough. Like, yeah. let me buy you fucking dinner. Let me, let me yeah. do something. Cause you just saved my daughter's life. She just walks away. Let me but get the ice cream like, off your lapel from when my daughter ran into you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but she walks, I mean, it, it's so clumsy because you, you then realize that the reason that she didn't do anything more is because Forrest Whitaker has to take the call. That hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. because they have to wrap it up as yeah. fast as possible. Uh, for whatever reason, because because they had a 35 minute chase through the village, yeah, um, that apparently only happened in three. Mm-hmm. And now Forrest Whitaker's got to answer his uh, phone and do a whole bunch of head acting, which is yeah. like, I don't know where am I? Like, <laughs> which I hated. I don't even hate Forrest Whitaker, but I nah. do think I'm starting to think he's overrated because in Kickboxer he's not great. I don't like him as Saul Guerrero in um, in Star Wars. And I didn't like him here either. Um, I did about, like him in the Panic Room, though, Jody Foster. What about Kerr? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Turl and Kerr. It's, it's yeah. Kerr? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, also extremely bad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Dennis Quaid is not really known for his acting chops, but Forrest Whitaker is... And he, yeah, they they directed him extremely poorly, or he just did a a, a shitty job. Yeah, I yeah. felt like he was um like he was on the boat and then he was off the boat. Like he he wasn't too bad in this movie. Um, for the most part, I did think watching him run was really funny. Um, and we yeah. will talk a little bit more about the implausibilities of him running around and all that a yeah. little later. Uh, but yeah, just that ending scene when he's under the bridge and he just saved the girl and he gets a call from his wife where I think we're supposed to think that they're getting back together because he realized yeah. that life is precious and he needs to go back and mm-hmm. his kids because he just saved a kid. 
Yeah. But I, I wish that that we had like a YouTube video element right now so I could just do what he does because mm-hmm. it is <laughs> Bob, you're right. If it was directing, they did a a horrible job of directing yeah. him because they you know how sometimes an actor will move their eyes like Orlando Bloom does this a lot. They move their eyes around like they're surveying the room as if to add mm-hmm. like some kind of realism to the lives that they're delivering. He yeah. didn't move his eyeballs. He moved his head that way. It was like, like he had no fucking clue where he was. And yeah. I, I thought it was awful. Um, that's enough for test number four. Unless you guys want to add anything else, we'll go to the ad read. I just sure. wanted to say that for the amount of trauma he experienced, which was massive, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I thought that was hysterical. I'm like, you're totally not fine. You're going to be having nightmares for the rest of your life. Yeah, I didn't almost die 30 times in the last seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Today's episode of the worst movie ever made is brought to you by Who Fucked My Couch? A rousing new strategy game by Milton Bradley. Your house guests have overstayed their welcome and you just got back from a boner of a workday. You sit down to watch Stranger Things, topical, and reach for the remote between the cushions. But you suddenly feel a viscous and unwelcoming surprise. You now have a mystery and so much more on your hands. And it's up to you to find out who it came out of. From the creators of Don't Wake Daddy Because He'll Beat You Edition, and It's Fun Getting Into Trouble Because Being Bad Boy Pays For Itself in Tickles Edition, Who Fucked My Couch is the next household classic since rent is getting out of control and art imitates life. Buy it today. Wow. 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 <clears throat> Much like the um, culprit, you went deep on that one. Mm-hmm. Very oh. deep. Couch deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Bob, sometimes I feel uh, sorry for you that you have to um, <laughs> hang around us to uh, losers. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get out much. It's great though. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, much like much like that game, it's a handful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's try to test number five, The Worst Production. Sure. I feel like we kind of beat this to death a little bit, but I'll, I'll, I'll still say it anyway. So you're in the story deep, like we all were, wanting Mm -hmm. to know who did it, what happened. They completely string you along. Like, yep. like uh, leaving out information, changing the complete story, eventually fill you in. But to tie everything together and, and present it properly, they rely on such an implausible series of events that lead to a very unbelievable ending. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is uh, strictly directing uh, a little bit of, of, of sloppy writing, but it, it's all part of the production, you know? So... So, like, Quaid's character, uh, this, this goes into loopholes or something like that, but it's right at the ending. He, his compact car is completely crushed against the wall. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wouldn't have survived, not even close. But yeah. he manages to survive, <laughs> and he was in staggering distance of the rendezvous point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which apparently everyone was. And, and then, of course, Whitaker's character, he runs toward danger in every uh, possible way. All, That's all true. The, all the technology worked flawlessly. Everything was choreographed perfectly. Oh, and the <clears throat> the the Rambo, the Spanish Rambo, uh, was yeah. able to take out the entire <laughs> Secret Service. Oh, in, no in, problem. 
and no problem. Yeah. And I guess not one of them wears a vest when they're on president detail. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that yeah. either. I, I, I actually did my research on that, and it says Secret Service only wears a vest in a high security or terrorist possible hmm. terrorist operation, which this was both. It was, was definitely both. Those things. Yeah. So they're all supposed to wear Kevlar, and not a single one of them did. And I, I thought that was just ridiculous. So, so I, I it, for all those things to have worked that perfectly, I think that's just um, like that one reviewer said. Like they, they string you along only to throw a bunch of stuff together and say, yeah, yeah that's not was supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, it reminds me. So it, it, it was like it was a eleven fourteen style movie, another you know, Patrick Swayze movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, like kind of a lesser known movie, but um, it is it is set up kind of okay. So Donnie Darker, Donnie Darko, I know you guys yeah. have seen it. Yeah. Um, you know how the whole movie is set up to be like if things were any different than the movie, it wouldn't be worth a movie, but because it's exactly the line of events, um, mm-hmm. it makes for a super interesting story that leaves you wondering. Like, but it, th- this movie wasn't one of those. It has yeah. the plausibility of one of those, but without the like, can you believe that all this would happen? It's like you have to believe all this happened mm-hmm. in yeah. in order for the movie to work, which is um, a really horrible setup. Also, just to add uh, to what you're saying, Bob, about the um, Spanish Rambo tearing through <laughs> uh, the Secret Service, he puts like C4 on the door without knowing whether the president is leaning against the door. Mm-hmm. Like there's no scene where he can see inside the room or anything. So he could have just ruined the entire plan by blowing the president bits. Yeah. Luckily actually, the president's over by the window, but I actually had in parentheses um, without killing the president. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause I thought of that exact, exact same thing. Yeah, man, he's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wrote, uh, we're in the story, you get strung along and then you have to like lean on implausibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. Implausibility was the big, the big uh, hook there. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, <clears throat> all right, moving moving right along. Um, let's do test number six, the most offensive. Damn it! I am tired of being Santa Claus. You get your together and you get your ass in the damn car. All right, Damn. so uh, I was personally offended by the stereotypes and obvious characters. How they're uh, all pretty, like the newsroom lady was like, go, 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 go. Like, I don't care about your feelings. We're here to tell a story. Like the, yeah. That whole shit. Exactly. No depth. Yeah. Um, which is them saying that we don't need more than, like, we're going to go pay to watch this movie just because of the tech porn and the mm-hmm. violence. That's mm-hmm. happening, which the tech porn is kind of lame. Yeah, uh, I'm also offended by their use uh, use of post 9-11 energy, you know, that like yeah. American kind of come together energy, especially because this is like, what, 2006, 2008, 2008. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this was definitely feeding off of that, like, let's come together and fight the terrorist kind of stuff that we had right mm-hmm. after 9-11 that I was into, you know? Yeah. Um, way too <clears throat> sorry, way too far along for it to be um, um, useful anymore. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how they just you know toss out the idea of bombing an entire Moroccan village. Yeah, yeah. 
we need to respond. Let's uh, bomb this village in Morocco because we think there's some guys that are involved in this plot there. Not the ones yeah. that are carrying it out. You know, we won't, you know, send our Secret Service out right now to kill everybody who is mm-hmm. attacking you. We're, we're going to send bombs to Morocco. Yeah. Um, the Secret Service guy, or, or the guy who killed all the Secret Service dudes, Spanish Rambo, decides to shoot the maid instead of just, like, tying her up and, and yeah. ducking her in her mouth. Spanish Rambo is the best fucking thing to come out of this episode. <laughs> well, we know it's going to be in the write-up for sure. Yep. No, I wrote it down already. We're good. Well, in, in, in defense of the killing the maid, she was carrying a gun, which means she was also Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, let's hope she... We didn't actually see her laying there bloody. Maybe she was the only one wearing Kevlar. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who knows? Um, terrible mothering. Yeah, not good. <laughs> Yeah, not, not good. good at all. Bomb explodes. <clears throat> uh, maybe you can say that she lost her hearing, but her daughter's not very. Her daughter can see her, and she's screaming, "Mama!" Yeah, you hear your daughter's voice screaming, "Mama!" Uh, no one yeah. else went deaf, so unless she's the only person in the crowd to go deaf, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible mothering. And there's a whole there's a whole thing is a psychological thing called the cocktail room phenomena, where oh. it's like. You could be in a like, a like a like a nice gathering or a party, like all the way down on that side. And if someone like mutters your name, like you'll you'll pick up and hear it because like it's like someone's voice with a certain tone talking to you. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I would think that if your there was a bomb and your daughter was screaming "Mama," then you'd probably pick up on that <laughs> just a little bit. I I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, l- let's also include bad fathering. So. If you had a rough patch with your significant other, you might go to the grocery store and like <laughs> chill out, or you might mm-hmm. might even check into a motel. But go to fucking Spain? <laughs> yeah, that's like what kind negligent. of income? <laughs> what kind of income? <laughs> How much money does he have? I mean, yeah. like, I mean, his camcorder was nice too for two thousand eight. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, nice, it nice was. little piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's my contribution. Yeah. Very good, very good point. Um, I mean, this is real, so I don't know yeah. if I should count it against the movie, but the body double, like, danger element, that's a shitty job. Like, hey, we're calling you in because, you know, it's like a coin flip whether you're going to get shot. And you know he's getting, like, 60 grand a year, tops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets, like, you know, he gets, like, he gets, like, a, you know, two weeks paid vacation, but not on, during the blackout periods. <laughs> he's got a shit deal. <laughs> Yeah, they were they, they just so happened to be walking by this homeless guy and they're like he'll take 60. Yeah. He looks just like the president. He'll hey, take 60 if, here. If if the assassination attempt gets botched, there's pizza in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, that's all I have. Any anything else? Um this could be I, I want to talk about the actual like storytelling mechanisms. Is that more of a catch-all thing? Like the the replaying from separate perspectives. Are you offended yeah. by it? Yeah. Yes, I am because because <laughs> other other shows have done a really great job at that. I think Breaking Bad, I think Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul did did it once. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched How to Get Away with Murder on NBC. <clears throat> My wife is a big fan of that show. So here's the thing about that I show: I it's, it's, season, yeah. it's not great because in order to have like shows like that be convincing and for you to suspend disbelief. They use a lot of unknown actors and they could have just gotten, like, yeah. you know, it, it mm-hmm. t- by the third season, you're like, holy shit, this is good. But they had like a two episode arc where they're replaying th- the same 
course of events from different perspectives, but it was over yeah. the course of a couple days. And it was like, there were bombshells that were fucking dropped throughout that thing. And, yeah. Um, okay. Right. And I, I feel like I, even like family guy or the Simpsons did a version of that kind of storytelling. It's a, it's a good method to, to reveal to an audience what you may, Oh, I had that person all wrong. They were looking yeah. out for their best interest, but they couldn't show their poker face. You know, it's like, there's a whole, it's good for storytelling, but like they just completely fucked it up. And that oh, is completely. Uh, the only person that they half effectively did that for was the guy from lost, but they hadn't mm-hmm. built him up, uh, up enough for you to care. Yeah. Now he was, he didn't have enough screen time to be effective. Right. Well, and his, his motivations were completely unclear. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We don't know how he was involved. No, yeah. like he's a secret service member who like they luckily guessed would turn on the government. Yeah, because otherwise he's going to immediately like spill the beans on the information and who yeah. like affected him. Or, so was they, or was he a plant from the beginning, like in uh, the Departed? You know. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's that's plausible. Um, he could have been like a. I don't know. Like it takes a lot to get into the Secret Service, so he he must have been mm-hmm. like. Uh, an American born in Spain who they trained immediately because mm-hmm. his parents left the country hating how uh, America carries out their uh, immoral actions at war. So they yeah. gave their only son to the Spanish terrorist group, <laughs> knowing that he would one day infiltrate the Secret Service and almost yeah. get William Hurt killed. Yes, that's way too much credit. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> way too much credit. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to add one thing to offensive, and I, yeah. I understand. I understand why they did this. There was intentionally okay. no subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like there were no no subtitles. I understand why they didn't want to give yes. away stuff, but it was just so much. It was just way. Was too, I was getting, I was getting I was getting super annoyed. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, this is like when you're at, at uh, you know, with a. a a couple or a family that all speaks different language and they do that in front of you just so you don't hear what they're saying. And that, yeah. that yeah. was the vibe I was getting. I was like, you know, I understand why you're doing this, but it's, it's excessive. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sentences would have been possible. I I'm thinking now of the scene where the, um, the guy, the guy who ends up being like a kind of a good Spanish cup is, um, having a debatably romantic moment that seems like there's tension, um, yeah. with the girl who throws the bomb. Um, mm-hmm. and later you get the English translation, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it was like a good few minutes of no subtitle, just language back and forth. And I was yeah. like, am I supposed to know Spanish or, <laughs> exactly. or am I supposed to be annoyed because it's one or the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, uh, that wraps up the, the offensive, uh, test and all the tests. Uh, so from mm-hmm. here on out, we're just going to have a little bit of fun by throwing it to the catch all. Cool. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Scorny Weaver's five, four, three, two, one count in the very beginning was off. Mm-hmm. And that would have, like, that's the first thing that you probably learn how to do when you're controlling, um, yeah, camera traffic. You need mm-hmm. everyone to have proper timing, you know? Yeah. It's like the drummer clicking his sticks if he's like, click, 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 click. Like you would not know how to start the song properly. You know what I mean? So she's like five, four, three, two. 
It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody would be just disturbed by that, I think. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the camera after the explosion is perfectly aimed at Zoe Saldana. Yeah. I don't remember her, her character's name, but um, it just drops, and there she is with a little bit of blood on her forehead, and then we're supposed to know she's dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, hey, Rob, how about this um, fucking Wicker Man cliche where uh, <clears throat> he's got trauma medicine? Only it's the flip oh, yeah. side where he's not taking too much. He's just refusing to take any. Yeah. Yeah, because even, like, once again, we've been over this. Like, it's like when they're popping pills, like they're probably benzos and like, it's like, imagine like taking like four Xanax and trying to get into a high speed car shape <laughs> <laughs> because like I, I take a mood stabilizer and it's like, it takes months to titrate into your system and you don't pop them like Tic Tacs. You take like one in the morning and one at night or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you're like, when you're getting shaking, you're taking, it's gotta be like a Quaalude or a Xanax or a Vicodin or some, something that's going to impair your better judgment. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, so so they probably wouldn't let him back on to the Secret Service force if he has that medication. Yeah. Um, well, how cheesy was it that at the beginning they showed him, like, shaking, and then <laughs> he, 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 he considered taking the medicine. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but in the yeah. ambulance at the end, he looked at his hand, and it was steady. Yeah, no, was, I, didn't even, I didn't even catch that. Oh, my I God. I was, so, like, anno- I was so annoyed by that. That is yeah. very annoying. I'm glad I didn't catch that. No. I don't know why you pointed that out to me. No, mate. Watch it again and find it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm just going to go watch the movie tonight. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, Howard's accidental perfect documentation is kind of something we touched on, but I want to open it up a little bit more. It's too he, easy. He aims his camera at everything pertinent to the movie. Yeah. It's totally fucking ridiculous. He he happens to like look at the young couple in love who are actually the young couple who hate each other because one's blackmailing the other one. Yeah. Then he uh, sees that Dennis Quaid's Thomas Barnes character is looking up at a window and he properly guesses exactly which fucking window he's looking yep. at but and turns yeah. his camera. And then um, he also happened to catch the girl throwing the bomb under the stage. So Dennis Quaid doesn't do anything. Um yeah, uh, helpful, but he does recognize that the bomb was thrown under the stage mm-hmm. thanks to the guy's camcorder. And then he decides he needs to help the police by running mm-hmm. uh, 25 paces behind them like an ambling uh, grizzly bear with mm-hmm. his ribbed camcorder and barely catching the um, good cop running from the Secret Service on his yeah. home video. Just Absolutely ridiculous. Then uh, saves Anna's life, whatever redemption arc for leaving his family and going to Spain. I've, I have no idea what the fuck can, was going on. That. Can I jump in one second for the, cause you mentioned the good cop. Yeah. No one, no one apologized to him. <laughs> well, he tried. He's like, I am a cop. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, no, but he did bring the bomb in. He, he, he did technically. That's yeah, true. true. Yeah. And he, he, he was one of the terrorists. And what happened was they were trying to kill him mm-hmm. as part of their tying up loose ends by having him get bombed. Yeah. And uh, he was pissed at them. So he was never really good. He was just, uh, had a little, yeah. he had a little more of a conscience, a little bit. That's a good did, point. He did still sneak the bomb in and seemed to. Yeah. 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 Good point. Okay. I, yeah. I felt like he didn't want to sneak the bomb in. I felt like they had something on him, but it was the, um, it was Spanish Rambo whose brother was like tied up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I wrote that in. Uh, uh, that made, that no, made my day. No, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, you're right. Forrest Whitaker was like the bomb went off. I need more danger. I need more mayhem. <laughs> yeah. This is why you come to Spain. Well, like, I, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like when you when you have like a moment with like a, a kid that you run into or whatever, and then yeah. like after everything fucking blows up and you see her like potentially in danger and running, do you like can you just like go the other way? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. I'm just no. saying, like fighter no most people are fight or flight. And like yeah. you know, they, they they do like active shooter things. I've done that at work before. And it's sure. like you can get trained all you want. You're either gonna be a hero or a coward. And I don't think he's that much of a hero. I think he would have fucking ran away. Yeah, that's fair. Hell he ran to Spain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, I don't buy that he wants that much danger. Otherwise he'd be in Pamplona. Uh yeah. running running from the bulls. Uh shout out yeah. Mookie. Um anyway. You know what I mean though? Like he's like you don't willingly put yourself especially if you're fight or flight and like you're going like i need to run or i'm gonna die like you're not thinking of like the person you just met and trying to rescue them right <laughs> i don't know no, I'm, I'm you're definitely not you're thinking about your kids at home and how they have a father yeah it'd be, exactly. it'd be so much funnier if while he was running he would have screamed this is still better than being married the push uh, for counterattack, as I said, is just ridiculous. Doesn't matter uh, necessarily that's Morocco. It's just yeah, the, we're going to look weak if we don't respond immediately. This is before the resolution of the current issue. You have some yeah. time. You know what I mean? If you do it within a week, if you do it within a yeah. month, and it's to the same terrorist group, you do it within two years, they're going to know it's a response to what they did. Yeah. And based on the guy's dress and the fact that he was with the president, he's like a top aide. And that's like something a, an intern would throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got we got news that there's some drones and like a couple of guys with AKs in Morocco. Let's bomb them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. So the camera guy uh, who worked at GNN for Sigourney Weaver, it's like cameraman number two <laughs> or something. Yeah. He's actually a terrorist. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like throwing uh, signals or something to help yeah. them coordinate the attack. Yeah. Fine. I got that feeling because he wasn't exactly cooperating with Sigourney, so they gave you the wink, wink, this guy's in on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> After the bomb explodes and he's done his job, mm-hmm. he decides to run from one side of the pavilion, the giant pavilion, to the other with his giant mounted camera still on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually work for them, why are you going to carry this like 40 pound piece of equipment with you as you're dashing for your life? Doesn't that weigh you down a bit? I'll move on. (laughs) That was just like that was just like the mailman in Double Dragon. We had to know who he was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, good point. I guess the best alone wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Um, I did think it was kind of cool that there was no actual shooter. Yeah, the the, um, the, the and like uh, they do that's what they do in Breaking Bad in like the final season. And I know this came out first, and I don't want to give him credit for giving (laughs) Vince Gilligan and that crew that idea potentially. Yes, that was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, The timeline is totally outrageous. So she Mm -hmm. tossed the the um, girl who tosses the bomb, then goes to a corporate building. Mm-hmm. Um, with the main 
coordinator of this terrorist effort. Um, there's a whole side plot where she can't kill the brother because she doesn't have the stones. Yeah. But we learned that the main guy is a total psycho who just like blows the brother away. Yeah. No problem. And then they um, load the president into the ambulance after uh, Spanish Rambo uh, obtains him. And then they drive back from the corporate building that was blocks away after doing mm-hmm. all of that. And then uh, Anna girl is in the road and the cop who took only a couple minutes to run away from this uh, secret service to the rendezvous point. That's a couple streets away from the pavilion mm-hmm. um, gets to the rendezvous point. Somehow all of that happened in the same timeline. Yeah. We're led to believe car chase too. Yep. I, I wanted to, but I didn't have the patience for it to follow the car chase to see how many turns they didn't make to see how they could possibly yeah. have got back to the rendezvous point. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been good. Because uh, yeah, to... that, that would have taken you forever. They would have had to go in so many circles. And uh, yeah, it just and didn't seem like they did. It put me under the impression, like, I'm sure it's, it's not the case, but it, it gave me like a Vatican City kind of vibe where it's just like... Yes, it did. Everything's just like one city block in there just right. going around. But I, I, I think if we saw an aerial map, we'd be told otherwise. Did you see the gunfire and then white smoke comes out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the president being essentially free to do whatever he wants in the back of the ambulance, including removing yeah. his sedative IV and grabbing a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was even an extra guy that they kill because he knows too much or whatever, right? Um, yeah. In the back of the van who could have, like, punched him <laughs> yeah. or, or wrangled him or something. And they're just like, nah. <laughs> I yeah, like the duty wants. We got him. I, I like their whole their whole motivations. Don't let him die. Don't kill the president. And then he falls out of the hospital bed in the ambulance. We're like, ah, fucking let him go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's probably fine. <laughs> um, she's, she's in the passenger seat playing Snake on her Nokia. The president has to admit that he wasn't the body, body double anyway. After all of that, yeah. Which is just funny because they were like going to um, extremes to avoid showing yeah. to the world that they're using body doubles. But yeah. then after all of this, he has to admit, yeah, you know, he's alive. So we got to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have. And uh, we're ready for fact or no fact, unless you guys have anything you want to add. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Fact or no it. fact. Worst movie ever made presents Fact or No Fact. Okay, the game is Fact or No Fact, and we are looking for the one fact amongst a pile of non-facts. Title this one Vantage Disappoint. That's what I call this. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so our five bits of information start with this story was based off an uncovered and thwarted plot discovered by American intelligence. Okay. okay. Second, <clears throat> the actors were only given script for their scenes so that they were appropriately in the dark about the full story and their portrayal was more authentic. Okay. Okay. Third, uh, William Hurt's character, the president, his body double was actually a body double. Hurt did not play both parts. 
fourth one. This is the fifth movie with Dennis Quaid and Sigourney Weaver starring together. And the last one is Sigourney Weaver's character was actually written as a male, but they changed it because there weren't enough female leads. Uh, Do you need them recapped? I I will recap. Uh, So the story is based off of uh, an intelligence plot. Uh, Actors were only given scripts for their scenes. William Hurt's character was actually a body double. Um, The fifth movie with Dennis Quaid and Sigourney Weaver or Sigourney Weaver's character was originally a man. I am. I'm not going to rule out my entire logic, but I'm going to go with number two um, as the fact. And I'm a big Mars Volta fan. Uh, the guitar player Omar Rodriguez Lopez to make the their more experimental albums more crazy. He would make every member of the band like learn their part on the spot and play it like a hundred times, and then at different tempos and do that throughout everybody's parts for the entire band. And then in post, he would arrange the entire album based on their takes and their fills, like the drum fills and the different bass lines. And he basically arranged the whole album with parts from other people. And then he gave the album to the band and said, okay, learn it. And that's why the records have so much weird tension on them because they didn't know what they were getting into with their parts. So I think it's, it's a filmmaking uh, mechanism. It works in music. I think that's true. Everything else, um, plausible, except for the body double, because why would you actually have a body double when you could just be, you know, yourself? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go with number two. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, um, I feel like the movie would have been better if number two was true. Um, and since I've heard of that having happened in other movies... Uh, I I will take that as Bob's source for uh, that falsehood. So <clears throat> I'm going to avoid that one as well as the American Intel because um, I don't even know what the plot is still. Yeah. So <clears throat> true. Um, I have no idea whether Quaid and Weaver have starred in five movies together, but I don't. I can't come up with. I can't even come up with another one. So I, I'm gonna avoid that one which means that either hurt doesn't play his double um which is totally possible because they are two different um scenes that were um built in the movie like so there's the corporate building scene where where you definitely know it's it's william hurt and the Mm -hmm. ambulance and then there's that sort of pavilion where uh, the pope makes his speeches and you never really get a good look at that guy. So I think it's yeah. plausible, but I really like the Sigourney Weaver was a male thing. Um, because I think around this time period is when we started to become a little more cognizant of this sort of issue in Hollywood. Uh, so with that hope, uh, uh for redeeming this movie, just a touch and to disagree with Rob, I'm going to go with <laughs> Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's uh, character was supposed to be male, but they felt like they needed another female. I want to just jump in and say, Battlestar Galactica's reboot came out around the same time, and Katie Sackhoff start, played Starbuck, who was originally a male character. So I think I think that I think Bob's misdirecting you, but let's let, let's let's find out. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. <clears throat> all right, so I'm going to start by saying I I made all of these up except for one. I did not pull from any other source material. So, nice. Um, so yeah, the story was not based off of an American intelligence plot. Uh, <clears throat> I made that up. 
Um, <laughs> William Hurt's character, uh, no, he played both parts. Um, yeah, okay. he definitely played both parts. Fair. There, there was a there was a trivia about that, but it had nothing to do with yeah, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, Quaid and Sigourney Weaver. I couldn't find a single movie they were in besides this one. Oh, so cool. I just know they're approximately the same age, and I thought, hey, that's interesting. Look at one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so one of us is right. So one of you is correct, and right. it's, it's 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 Chris again. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <Fuck off>. <laughs> <laughs> I I've also heard of something where actors were only given certain parts, but I it was a, like an interview I heard a long time ago from some other movie, but it was yeah or a TV show I forget what it was some some improv right thing. I I felt the same way when you said that I was like I've heard this before but I don't know what from like yeah. and then and then Rob said it's it's um, used in music I mean rarely uh, but yeah. It is a uh, a technique, <laughs> so it was intriguing to me. Uh, but Rob took it, so yeah, <laughs> he took the Mars Volta bait. <laughs> no, so, yes. so Stigourney Weaver's character was indeed a male, and they okay. said there were no strong female leads, so they put her in as a female. Okay. Yeah, they do make Zoe Saldana's character kind of fall apart after. Yeah. Uh, who who wouldn't though? Um, you know, yeah. after the right. president was shot, then people are running around, and then there's an explosion somewhere nearby. Like, yeah, she's I mean, not exactly were... a seasoned reporter. She's young, you know. She's yeah. not. Yeah. She's still she... idealistic and hopeful. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> and not fired after that, yeah. which exactly. is insane. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay, so um, what happened last week with Factor No Factor? Uh. I'm not I, drinking this. It, it so. was super easy. You guys both. Uh, you guys. Oh, both yeah, got it. Both <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Because I need to. I need a tally here. Um, so Rob one, Chris two. Uh, mm-hmm. So far through two. Awesome. Cool. Um, all right, Rob. Why don't you throw it to your uh, alternate ending? Or you can do this, or you can do that. Or you can do this, or you can do that. Or you can do this, or you can do that. The entirety of this film took place over the course of 15 minutes, so what if the directors and actors and writers film a high-level version of this movie that takes place in 21 minutes and we call it NCIS Salamanca? <laughs> and just, just one new episode every week? Yeah. Just, nice. No, just like, just like make it an episode of NCIS. Just one just, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah the that's, crossover that's, event of the year. You know, one of those. That's really funny because the... Um, one of the reviewers said something similar. Um, yeah, that it just didn't. It, there, there wasn't enough content here, so they just have to keep re- rewinding and yeah. playing it for somebody else's angle, which yeah. was just yeah. super, super annoying. Um, yep. We didn't, we didn't specifically say, but I mean, I, at which rewind did you guys like start punching yourself? Body double. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and- uh, my mine was right before that. It was Forrest Baker. His his running toward danger. Yeah, yeah, I I just felt like the so they tried to come up with different ways of saying okay we're going back into the past without saying twenty three minutes earlier again, mm-hmm. and they were like uh, earlier that day, and then they were like twenty three minutes earlier, and then they were like noon, yeah. and then they were like noon, and then they were like noon, noon because they couldn't yeah. think of any other way to say it. Right. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um. <sighs> All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, good point. There's just not enough content here. Um, no. We're gonna do bad credit names real fast. 
George Boner. <laughs> there we go. New oh bumpers. my God, we have George Boner this week. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't. <laughs> That'd be really funny though. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is a really short one. There weren't many okay. names, uh, so I apologize. Bad one to to intro our first uh, bumper for bad credit names, That's fine. which it's we've been doing. Now. We've been doing going yeah. on fifty episodes. We've been doing this, and yeah. so first bumper for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I apologize because there are four, and they're not very funny. Uh, right. Starting with Nick Hextall. Okay. Mm. I guess um, whoever came out the last name it just felt like hell Saul was a little harsh mm-hmm. so uh sid swank all right huh. I like that one i like the alliteration sound yeah uh linwood spinks okay oh. <laughs> i like linwood spinks that's Spanks uh, would be funnier but I, spinks is close i kind of want to save linwood spinks and throw it into the ai next week for our bondage. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, change the game. I, yeah, see if I can remember to do that. Uh, and then finally, uh, Tolly Swallow. Okay, that's a winner. Yes, that's a winner. Yeah, that, that was the uh, best that they had to offer, unfortunately. Um, uh, sorry, I'm writing down Linwood Spinks. I really want to throw that in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you guys want to compare the movies? Let's do it. Mm. <laughs> Bob, just it, you sound hesitant. <laughs> I was, I was reminded of last week's movie, and I got upset. Yeah, now yeah. I got to think about it again. Uh, yeah. It was the last Airbender, um, yeah. and we are comparing it to Vantage Point, starting with the worst of its kind, negative fifty four point two, and worst of its kind. So obviously, Avatar takes that one. Okay. Um. <clears throat> You both would make this movie according to our uh, new generator's uh, summation and a 3.75 star. Holy moly. Um, So Avatar wins this one again because we do not want it to be a good movie. And that that, uh, summarization, I guess, was compelling. (laughs) We're we're suckers for creamy thighs. Yeah, creamy thighs (laughs) all day. And red chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the dialogue we uh, we said was terrible for the last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, did we feel like Vantage Point was any better than terrible? Yes. <sighs> okay. I feel like Vantage Point was more straight to the point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I think they both suffered from being too direct and not character building, but. Yeah. Uh, the last Airbenders was strict exposition, yeah, uh, because it was a larger universe. So it was kind of a reverse issue. The last mm-hmm. uh, Airbender had far too much content to um, boil down to one two and a half hour block, and Vantage Point had far too little to stretch out to an hour and a half. So yeah, opposite problems. But I think the more egregious in my mind is the last Airbender, and we all agree yeah. that. Yeah. So Vantage Point is terrible plus one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I acting also terrible for the last Airbender. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, vantage point. I I guess with the help of Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, um, who was okay. Forrest Whitaker was on and off. Oh, pretty pretty good at spots. Um, minus the head shaking. 
And Dennis Quaid wasn't the worst. I don't know. Zoe Saldana was fine. Yeah. I, I, I would give it to uh, Vantage Point. Solely on yeah. uh, Princess U or whatever the uh, Northern Waterbender uh, princess action sequences they had there, whatever yeah. that was. God, uh, we have to talk about this again next week, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's just what happens when we put yeah. a very powerful <laughs> bad movie at the beginning of a season. Yeah. It, it fucks <laughs> everything up for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, production, uh, we said for The Last Airbender that it was not streamlined, it, uh, was not consistent, and that there was no humor whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That was a big one, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that bugged me quite a bit, uh, but in this, uh, vantage point, we're in the story, we're getting strung along, and then it was totally implausible. So, I, I don't, is it worse to be inconsistent or implausible? I'm going to say implausible. I'm actually going to give this one a vantage point. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it was uh, uh, more egregious of a uh, of a production flaw, especially considering the age of the movie, the actors involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, none of you had enough sway or um, motivation to give the director some interesting thoughts with all your... Yeah experience you know like mm-hmm. hey could we do, we do that or maybe they did and he took their suggestions and ruined his career who knows yeah <laughs> um i think that this was more offensive than avatar i mean avatar was mildly offensive i felt like there was a lot of mm-hmm. stereotyping going on here um they were building off of the bad energy of 9-11 which i didn't enjoy yeah um i i would rather i don't know you guys tell me. So going forward, if Avatar, which it's looking like Avatar, will win, yeah, then we've got to compare the offensiveness of um, the next movie to Avatar, which okay. is going to win the category, or this season we can decide um, to compare it to the most offensive so far and see if it beats that for a little added juice. It's, it's um, not totally scientifically precise, as we are known to be. That is kind of mm-hmm. our fault. Um, but I mean, comparing every movie until a movie beats Avatar on the offensive scale is not going to be funny. No, I like funny. Well, don't don't forget Avatar had the all Americans all everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um. So, so both of these are egregiously American. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) What? Which did you find worse? Because I feel like the next most offensive thing was um, Karina, like, almost killing her brother. But luckily for her, ice water isn't cold. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't think of anything else um, offhand. Well, I, can, I can look back at here's one. Here's what I learned in Vantage Point. Forrest Whitaker's character was originally supposed to be Russian. All right. Oh. They were supposed to add diversity, and then uh, Forrest Whitaker tried out for a different part, and they liked him so much mm-hmm. they just made that role American. Huh? Yeah, gee. Um, so it really is the same issue. They just swept it completely yeah. American in both. We, 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 so we could make this a draw, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I like I it. I like it. I like it. Draw. Okay. Uh, and finally, do we want to uh, add any demerits for Vantage Point? Because, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but we did write down that uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, tried hard, but we fell asleep. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think we just give it to Avatar at a four to one out of six victory. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to okay. talk about Avatar anymore, but that's fair. Okay, so the worst of the season still through only two episodes, uh, so there is hope, uh, is The Last Airbender <clears throat> yeah. with the four to one victory. And uh, why don't we take a live look in at our poll and decide, uh, well, not decide, find out uh, mm-hmm. live what we're watching next week. Okay. Okay, let's check this out. Next week, uh, Bob, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to look because I'm going to kick you out. If I look it up, will it be the same? Yeah. Oh, um, can, well, can he view the results as a not admin? I can't see who voted, but I can see the numbers. Oh, perfect. Okay. Right? Probably. At least the percentage points. Yeah. So I'll start with Instagram. Perfect. All right. So it looks like oh, Gotti is ahead. 61-39. Okay. Okay. And if I take it to TikTok, this is going to take a second. Okay. When I checked TikTok last, I think Austin Powers was actually doing higher. <coughs> it was. It but, is. Uh, 59.41. Okay. <coughs> okay. All right. So, so, so if we add that all together, Gotti is going to eke out the victory. Yes. Finally. Also, it, it, also it, um, I think on the number of votes scale, it was so the difference between Instagram and TikTok last I checked was that there was only like nine votes on TikTok um, and there was like 20 something, 30 something in total on Instagram. So the percentage points are actually not um, you can't really average though. We're doing Gotti. Yeah, we're doing Gotti. Finally, (laughs) (laughs) thank Gotti. We're doing Gotti. Thank Gotti. Thank Gotti. Uh, this is John Travolta acting like the famous mobster, um, okay. Gotti, and uh, it, it got a famously um, bad score uh, on one of our uh, tests already. I know for yeah. sure. Uh, maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe the audience doesn't. I don't want to spill the beans. I kind of already did. Um, <clears throat> we will see you next week with Gotti. Guys, uh, you want to say anything else before we close out? Chris, you finally got your cake and get to eat it, too. Spanish Rambo. Spanish Rambo. (laughs) The worst movie ever made.com. See you later, guys.